welcome to the Track Talk podcast. We are here, the little bonus episode after Saturday qualifying, because it was such a good qualifying, we could not wait until after the race to talk about it. So that is what we are going to be doing today. I am joined by just Charlotte. Jay's not here. How are you, Charlotte? I'm good. I'm good. Don't sound so disappointed. Um... I'm not, I'm no, 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 no. I'm th- I was going to say, I'm thrilled Jay's not here. Let's not say that. <laughs> I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm thrilled that you're here. We we do, we miss Jay being here. Of course we miss Jay being here. But we do. we're going to crack into qualifying. We do. Jay, you're forever in our hearts and I'm looking forward. He's <laughs> not dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, I'm really excited. Um, calling was great. So much happened. A lot of things were shaken up. So let's get into it. Shaken up indeed. But before we get into qualifying, we need to speak a little bit about the FIA report that dropped between FP3 and qualifying. It kind of doesn't say a lot, does it? Yeah, not really. It's kind of told us what we already know. Um, I still hate that it was released today, especially, you know, it's the first grand prix weekend i wish it was before because it's just dragging on continuing on um but the main things it said was interestingly that um i think the use of team radios you know the teams being able to speak to michael massey and the fia did have influence in the result and i think horner and um uh was it adrian newey is he rebel wasn't he yes Yes, I think they their names did come up in that report. Um, Wait, Adrian Newey? No. Yeah. Jonathan Wheatley? Maybe. I don't know. Do you mean the sporting director? Oh, I'm so confused now. Jonathan Wheatley's the one that speaks to the FIA. Ah, oh, so maybe him. This is not going well. I reckon that's who you mean. Anyways, <laughs> you get the idea. Um, also, the pros- uh, in the report, it had said the process of identifying the lap cars used to be a manual process. For 2022 season, a software has been developed that will automate the communication of the list of cars that must unlap themselves. So that does mean that all cars that have been lapped by the leader will be required to pass the cars on the lead lap and the safety car, which also means that last year's finale with the safety car regulations didn't weren't followed basically they weren't followed and they have said that they also said that it was down to human error but they haven't really placed too much blame on michael massey um but yeah like i said it's not really changed much max is still the 2021 world champion which is fully deserved um and yeah, it's just a shame that we're still having to talk about it when we should just be focusing on the first Grand Prix, really. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah, you know, Michael Massey himself said at the weekend of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, I don't want this to be spoken about for months after it. Let's finish it today. And that aged absolutely awfully. Um, but the report has just kind of cleared things up. It's rounded it off. They're not going to blame Michael Massey because that's blaming their own man. They're not going to do that. But they've taken steps to ensure something like it never happens again. Yes, and they have also um, made four recommendations, which they're kind of going to be introducing a VAR, so video assistance referees. So it will help the race director in uh, helping to apply the sporting regulations with modern technology and, you know, giving them a bit of help instead of having to kind of do it off their own back. Um, the direct radio communication during the race, which was being broadcast live by all TVs, 
will be removed in order to protect the race director from any pressure and allow him to take decisions peacefully. Furthermore, obviously, the safety car regulations have been changed and reassessed and um, they have got a new race director as well. A um, couple of them. Yeah. So... I think actually as well, um, the FIA are going to be recruiting like a legal team, a legal counsel to help them in the future, which I find quite funny in a strange way. But I just hope that at the end of the day, things have been learnt from that situation and we can move forward positively and it doesn't happen again for anyone because it's it just, you know, put a dampener on the whole season, really. Yeah, really did. I'm a bit concerned about the VAR because that works terribly in football. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully it works well in Formula One. <laughs> but let's get to the main event, shall we? Let's get to qualifying. We did let's have FP3, of course, before quali. Not a lot happened in it, really. Charles Leclerc went for a bit of a spin but managed to get out of the gravel trap. It was like a bit of a spin. He was quite lucky to not stick it in the barriers, actually. Um, Max was fastest from Charles Perez. Russell was fourth, Sainz fifth, Hamilton sixth. Magnussen popped it in P7 in the Haas. He did. Bottas, P8. Joe Guanyu, as he's known now, not Guanyu Joe, uh, P9. And Lance Stroll in P10. The Williams looked like they were struggling a lot heading into qualifying. Yes. Well, it seems that Mercedes did improve, which is interesting. I think there was less poor poising um, than the day before and testing and stuff. So that's good to know. That they've hopefully maybe got a grip on it. We'll have to see. Um, but it just seems like those Ferrari engines, those Ferrari engines are insane. And that's such a sick result from Zhou Guanyu. Great result. Great result. But could he carry it over, <laughs> <he carry> over <laughs> even into qualifying? Who knows? Who knows? Well, we know because we've watched qualifying. Um, qualifying Q1 was... <sighs> I was going to say there were no major surprises. I guess there were a couple of major surprises. I the think there were. Latifi was P20. That's not a major surprise. Uh, Stroll was P19. But that's really only a surprise when you stick Nico Hulkenberg in P17. That's not mm. a good look for Lance. Not that's a really all. bad look. Oh, sorry. I really... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go on. And we just sorry. like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what happened with that lap. I mean... The Aston Martins weren't looking very strong, I think, in general this weekend thus far. But it is, like, a very good result for Hulkenberg. You know, he didn't know he was driving this weekend until Thursday, I think. And all of a sudden now he's had to get to know this new car, the new regulations. Um, and it's like in P17, which is great. But for Stroll, I really don't know what happened there. Yeah, I think Hulkenberg was disappointed with P17 as well, so I can't imagine how Stroll's feeling down in P19. Mm. Not a good look at all. Obviously, his seat is safe because his dad owns the team, but <laughs> not not great, not great. Uh, and splitting, what, in an Aston Martin sandwich was Daniel Ricciardo in P18. Yes. He had struggled for testing time, of course, but you're gone. He, Ricciardo's one of your, one of your boys. What? Huh. Tough. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I expected him to be out in Q1 today, which... It's not, you know, saying anything against him. It's more like you say, he had no days of testing in Bahrain last week. Yesterday, he couldn't do FP2 because he had a water leak. I think FP3 today had a bit of an issue again. Um, so he's just not being able to get, 
get a better understanding of the car, especially on this track, unlike all the other drivers on the grid. Um, and it just seemed like he was struggling. So, you know, I hope that we kind of just get through this weekend, um, analyse what's going on and then see what they can do before the following Grand Prix in that McLaren. But it just seems like McLaren are lacking pace this year, which we need some improvements on that McLaren. <laughs> Yeah, you you do. There's no other way of putting that. You really do need some improvements. Uh, and Yuki Tsunoda was the other driver to get knocked out in Q1. I'm not massively surprised by that. You know, at least he was at the top of getting knocked out. He was P16 rather than P19 or 20. Room for improvement, but that AlphaTauri doesn't look quite as strong as it was last year. Yeah, definitely not. But at the same time, you know, there are other people on the grid... You know, like Zhou Guan Yu, who's a rookie, and he's out of Q1. So, you know, I mean, he's got into Q2 is what I mean. So for that, his first qualifying, that is an amazing result. But for Sonoda, it's a little bit like, hmm, what happened there? Yeah, yeah, well, what do you know? As you mentioned, uh, Zhou Guan Yu, P15, decent. For his first ever quality in F1, very decent. I'm not sure he could have asked for much more than that. Um, and Alex Albon in P14, when you look at Latifi down in P20, you have to say that's a decent result. Yes, well, I think Albon just about got out of Q1. Almost kind of quite shockingly, in my opinion, especially yesterday. I think he was 20 of both uh, practice sessions. So that is a really... hundredths was the gap between him and Yuki in Q1. Well, yeah, so it is a really, really good result. But as well, was it Ferrari 1 and 2, I believe? I think it was. Yes, it was. Ferrari 1 and 2 for Q1. Yikes. It is... Oh, mate, it's juicy up there. It's juicy. But as well, we had, at the end of Q1, Valtteri Bottas in P4 and Kevin Magnussen in P5. What? Like... What? We thought F1 2021 was mad. We thought nothing is topping this season, right? And then that's happened. Like, obviously, that's only Q1. That's not the final order, but... No! Crikey, I... you would not have seen either car there last year. I have to say, I am slowly being turned into a Haas fan today. Like, I'm a, K I'm a K Mag fangirl today. Like, I'm rooting for him. Let's just be real. This guy did not know he was going to be in F1 literally about a couple of weeks ago. Not even that. Maybe about 10 days. He thought his career in F1 was over. All of a sudden, he's back in. He's in a car from that he's already been in but last year they were dreadful and this year he's now already p5 and q1 like what is happening it's it's mad and honestly the boost that that team seems to have morally since mazepin's gone and magnuson's come in is massive they just seem so much happier magnuson is obviously a much much better driver and fair and play I was going to say, and quickly, that was the first time since Brazil 2019 that Haas had both cars through to Q2. What, what a, a result. What a stat. And then yes. in P13... Well, are we going to go into Lando, Q2? Lando Norris, we're already in Q2. We've spoken no. about Joe and Albon. Okay, well, I mean, I didn't know we were there yet. In Q2... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, keep up. I'm still going on about Haas. I can't get over it. No, you love um, Haas. I know, I'm loving them. Yeah, Lando, once again, I expected him to be out in Q2 just with the way the McLaren's looking. I 
I thought he was going to be maybe P12 or maybe P11. So P13 isn't what I wanted to see. But, um, yeah, I mean, all I'm going to say is you don't get points today. You get points for the Grand Prix. So I'm hoping that maybe he'll be able to move up the field. But I won't be fully surprised if it is going to be no points for McLaren this weekend. I think. Oh, don't say they... that. You've got to, you've got to have faith in them. I know, but I'm I I have faith, but I'm just not gonna hold my hopes up because I just think that we just kind of like as a fan of the team that we need to focus for the next Grand Prix where they'll be able to make improvements on the car that have more data and understanding. Um, as I think this weekend they've missed out on certain parts for the car and things like that. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm disappointed, but you know we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Lando was very um, sort of adamant that it's track dependent for the McLaren, and the track that he's on will depend on where the car is. Obviously, look very strong in Barcelona, so we'll see. Heading into Saudi Arabia, which is only next weekend, we actually don't have long to wait until F1's back. I know, but I think as well, Lando did say um, after Quali that this is obviously a track that is good for slow corners which is what we've seen from the Ferraris um, and that's what McLaren have been struggling with this whole weekend so we'll see we'll see hopefully this isn't what the whole season's going to be like yeah hopefully not and in P12 a round of applause Mick Schumacher man that is a crazy qualifying performance in the Haas oh my gosh I'm so proud of him I think it's such an amazing result you know, he only made Q2, I think, once before. I think he did it last season, didn't he? Did it twice um, last season, I oh, think. Oh, twice even. But I don't think he made it anywhere near to P12 from what <sighs> I can remember. No. Um, and he did that off his own back with just his pure abilities. So, oh, I think we've got to keep our eyes on Schumacher, let me tell you. One to watch. We say that, though. We kind of knew that last year, really, because he comprehensively beat Nikita Mazepin. So he's got a much tougher test this year in the form he of Magnussen. Uh, Ocon was P11, just missing out on Q3 with a 131.782, which is a couple of tenths quicker than Schumacher, but still a tenth or so away from Q3. Kind of about where I expected the Alpine. I think this is almost the least surprising result. Of yeah, I think it was, you know, it's the, the top of, you know, the bottom 10, if you want to say, look at it like that. Um, and he just missed out on Q3. But I I think that's still a decent result. He still can be able, you know, to work his way up the field if it's possible. Um, you know, his teammate did get into Q3. So, um, yeah, I guess we just got to keep our eyes peeled for Ocon. Yeah, one to watch, one to watch. Uh, where are we? Who did well. I just say? Ocon. I just, said, I just said Ocon. So we're on to Gasly who sounded actually very, very surprised that he made it through to Q3. I think his engineer came on to say he was through, and he kind of went, oh, wow. Um, kind of, again, pretty standard where the AlphaTauri is, 132.338, which is actually slower than his Q2 time, his Q3 time. Yeah, I think actually most of the Q3 times weren't as good as Q2 for some people, um, including the Ferraris and... Verstappen, I think, especially on yeah, their first race. It's quite a theme, actually, looking yeah. on the timesheet, yeah. Um, I think it's a bit of a disappointing result for Gasly, if we compare it to last year, where he was always in the top five and six. But, 
you know, like we said, it doesn't seem the AlphaTauris have quite got it up there as of yet. So P10 is still a good result for him. Yeah, fair play to Gasly. However, P9. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. There's so much hype coming into the season. Get him in that Mercedes instead of Bottas. Get yep. him in there. Damn. And I'm not even I'm not even being no. biased here. P9 <laughs> in a Mercedes is a disappointing result. You have to say it. It's not where the Mercedes should be, even though the Mercedes isn't particularly good this year. No, it is definitely surprising. I did think it was going to be um, a P5 and P6 for Mercedes with the way they were going today, um, especially in Q1 and Q2. That was where they were kind of sitting, which I thought is decent. That's a you know decent result considering from where they have been. But P9, I don't actually know what went wrong for Russell. Um, it just seemed like the first run was much better, but then the second run when he needed to have a much better time... He just was setting, you know, I think he set a yellow sector and things like that. And he was just, I think it was almost a second down by sector one, maybe even. Um, He's a second slower in Q3 than he was in Q2. There he was. So I, I don't know what happened. I believe something to do with his outlap. Would you like to term, explain that? Term one, he messed up really badly he sort of completely missed the breaking point missed the apex and that cost him a load a load of time and he said that he worked the tires too hard on the outlap um but yeah i mean obviously he'll improve his first race in the mercedes you know he has driven that car before to be fair to him so maybe he doesn't get quite as much slack but well, yeah room I for do, improvement i do think that this is kind of like it's just unfortunate that a mistake happened and he wasn't able to like yeah do the lap that he needed to do in that moment because he is more than capable we have seen it he's been doing well in practices was doing well in q1 and q2 and then it just seemed like when it mattered it just didn't come into play so hopefully he's able to get a bit further up there tomorrow yeah he was only four one hundredths quicker in q3 than he was in q1 which mm. given the fuels the fuel load will be less he's on brand new tires you know all these things Room for improvement for sure from George Russell, but you know maybe the Mercs will fight, will fight in the race. I don't know. Um, Fernando Alonso was P8 in the Alpine. El plan seems to work. Decent, decent. Yeah, I think that's a very positive result for Alpine. Um, I don't really think I thought too much about Alpine this weekend, but P8, very good result. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what more to say. El plan. El plan is clearly working, ish. Um, P seven. I gave Mick Schumacher a round of applause. I think Kevin Magnussen deserves a brass band ensemble to congratulate go! him. P seven in a Haas with a one thirty one eight. That is absolutely ridiculous. He was four tenths quicker than George Russell, who is in a Mercedes. K Mag is back. I also just want to keep hyping up K Mag for a second because he got into Q three. I was hyped. I think everyone was hyped. And then he had a hydraulic issue. And he was only... Oh, it wasn't yeah. even... We weren't even sure if he was going to be able to get out on track. And then the garage said, yep, no, we're going to get him out. And he'll have time to do, just do one hot lap. So just one lap to get up there, do the best he can. Which, you know, is a bit like, oh, you know, like, what if he can't put it together? Like, you know, he might just get P10 just to... He just needs to get round... No, he sticks it in P7. Once again, this guy did not know he'd be in F1. And here he is. I just think this is... Oh, my God. I'm rating Mega. this man. 
rating Mega. it. And see Gunter smiling after. Oh. oh, do you know what? I'm actually so. He's had to put up with so much crap the last couple of years. He had a poor 2019 <sighs> 20, and then he had Mazapin to deal with, which is a PR nightmare. And yeah. now he can finally smile about something. Oh, do you know well what? Done, I don't think I've seen him as happy as <laughs> he did today as he did in that Aldi catalogue with Mick Schumacher. <laughs> Advertising <laughs> saunas and swinging chairs that and boat, whatever. you know. Yeah, my, my boat. What a man. What a man. A man of many talents. Everyone's probably sat at home thinking, oh, you've, you've missed someone further down the order. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. There was a, there's an Alfa Romeo oh. in P6. Who is it, Valtteri then? Bottas is yeah. in P6 in an Alfa Romeo. Oh my god. He was one of a few drivers to improve in Q3. Um just what a lap. I cannot explain how good that lap was. He leaves Mercedes, he's going, Oh god, I'm gonna be miles down the field. He beats one of them and he's on the same row as the other one. I cannot po- I ca- don't have the words for how happy I am. Obviously I'm biased. I'm so biased. But I loved it. What a lap from Bottas. He's known for his Saturday performance. <laughs> I hope he can carry on in the race. Charlotte keeps trying to get a word in, so I'm going to put myself on mute before I go full fanboy. I'm just so, so happy. I think you are full fanboy. I don't think... Yeah, I think it's too late. I, I missed think it. It's too <laughs> Never mind. Late. It's go just on, making me on. laugh because even before oh, we started man. recording oh, today, man. this is all I've been hearing from Dan. It's like he's got pole. Um... Do you know it what? Is... This is a pole. He's in an alpha. This is as good as a pole for an alpha. That's crazy. Well, you say this, but look at the Ferrari engines today. Magnussen mm. also has a Ferrari engine. Bottas has a Ferrari engine. Obviously, the Ferraris have a Ferrari engine. And I think it's really? just showing... Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> it's just showing like how dominant this, this car is on this track this weekend so it's gonna be so interesting to see what else they can do for the rest of the season but um no it is absolutely insane from um Bottas especially because it was actually a bit touch and go if he'd make it through to Q3 so yeah he had a, a scrapey Q2 and I believe he also just did one lap as well in Q3 didn't he Q3 yeah exactly so yeah great result Really good result. And, you know, people were, were saying, oh, we'll cut all the new drivers a little bit of slack. You know, they need to get used to a new car. This, everything is new in this car for Bottas. New engine, new obviously new tyres, that's the same for everyone. New gearbox, your Ferrari power. He's not had any of this. And he's just adapted to it like a duck to water. He's done so well. Um, just to pick out some quotes that are on autosport.com. He was obviously oh asked God. about starting next to oh Hamilton. God. We haven't done quotes with anyone else. I don't care. And he said, we're starting side by side. It's pretty cool. Um, I saw him and we were both smiling. It should be fun. If someone had told me in Bahrain we're going to be starting side by side with Lewis, I'd take it. Um, and he also said that it was pretty cool to have outqualified the other Mercedes. Uh, but he hadn't spoken. He said he hasn't spoken to Toto Wolff yet. But it is kind of a little bit of a to whom it may concern FU moment here. It's like, he's great. He's great. No, definitely. It is a little bit like, oop. <laughs> you know, with all the hype with Russell. But I still think, you know, we can't slander him. I, you know, I think no, he has... to come. Yeah, 100%. I just, like I said, I think we just haven't... He just hasn't been able to put it all together as of yet. But as as you may have actually realised, Dan has even realised, Hamilton got P5, by the he way. He did. Three tenths ahead of Bottas. <laughs> Dan's been mentioning same, you know, starting on the same... Uh, as a Mercedes in an Alpha. 
Yeah, but like I've said, the Mercedes are struggling. So do you know what? Yeah, this is a really good result for Hamilton for this weekend because he was not looking anywhere near P5. Do not start doing any eyes at me, Dan. Mm -hmm. um, you did. I wasn't. You did. Sorry, I had a mouthful of drink then. I wasn't. <laughs> um... I think himself, he's even said uh, to Sky Sports F1 that he's actually really pleased with this. He was buzzing. <laughs> he was buzzing. Honestly, I, I'm happy with that. Um, he also mentioned that he doesn't believe that he'll be probably not fighting with the cars up ahead, which, as you may have realised by now, and no, it is both Ferraris and Red Bulls. So the main people he's fighting with is everyone behind. So I do hope that he's able to maintain P5 if he can gain any more places. Oh, that'd be lovely. But um, considering the state of where Mercedes have been um, this last month or so within preseason testing and practice and all that kind of stuff, I think this is this is a good result for Hamilton and I'm pleased for him. Yeah, I think it's probably the most he could get <clears throat> from that car. You know, it's Lewis Hamilton. He's going to get the most from a car because he's yeah. a seven-time world champion and probably the greatest F1 driver of all time. It's so a fair play. If it couldn't do much better than that, hey-ho, it is what it is for Mercedes. They would improve throughout the year. They always do. Sergio Perez, P4 in the Red Bull, three-tenths ahead of Hamilton. I suppose that's all right for Checo. It's kind of where Red Bull will need him to be. Um, yeah, relatively. Um, I think they did definitely want him directly behind Verstappen, at least. Yeah, um, so he could have been a bit faster, I guess, but... I don't really have much to say on Checo. It's a decent result. Um, yeah, he's 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 done very well at Bahrain, hasn't he? Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't let he's the team won. down. He he's did won get here. got his first win. Obviously, the Sakir track, which is the outer track. How how long's how long's the pole lap for that? Oh, do you know what? Let's not start on this. If you know, you know. <laughs> um. So and you know, I think even last year he had to start from the pit lane. Um, and he got himself pretty much up there again. And yeah, he's good at this track. So we'll see what he can do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to Perez. P3. Carlos Sainz. Vamos! Fair play to Carlos. You know, he said he was felt off the pace of Charles all weekend. He didn't know if he'd be in the fight for pole position. And he really was. He was just over a tenth behind the eventual pole time. So... Fair play, Carlos Sainz. Fair play. No, but he did great, and he was on pole for, you know, in that first lap. He nearly had it. No, he, nearly he nearly had, had it. it. He was, and people were setting yellow sectors on their second hot lap. So, he he did great. I think, you know, obviously he would always want more, but considering once again of where he was earlier, he wasn't even thinking he'd be up there. So, vamos, Carlos Sainz. I'm excited. I'd love to see him on the podium tomorrow. So would I, but higher than P3. He seems to get stuck at P3. I'd love to see him higher than, B <coughs> higher than P3, don't mind me. Um, Max Verstappen, P2. He'd be, he'll be disappointed. Red Bull have got a very good car, obviously reigning world champion. I think he'll be disappointed with P2, to be honest. Great result, but I think he in himself will be sad. Not sad, but he, he'll felt there's more. Yeah, it was quite surprising, to be honest. Um, he was basically P1 for the entire weekend thus far. And once again, kind of just when he needed to find that little bit more time, 
just couldn't do it. I mean, it's by the tiniest margins, do not get me wrong. But, yeah, that was quite a shock. But I wouldn't discredit him at all for tomorrow. Um, we all know what Verstappen's like. So, uh, yeah, I just not really kind of much to say. I'm just excited that Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc, got pole. He did. At the track, he got his first ever pole. He's now got his 10th ever pole. And only two wins in that time as well, which is not a great ratio from pole to win. Um, convertage, if that's a word. But hopefully he can do it tomorrow. He should have won in Bahrain in 2019, but he got plagued with engine issues throughout the latter half of the race. Do you think he can bring it home for the Scuderia? Um, I'd love to see it. Um, I also would just really like to add that my prediction for pole was Charles Leclerc. Your gal got it right. Well, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. it was mine, and then I let you have it to take science, and I'm fuming that I did that now. I don't care. I've got it. I finally got a prediction, guys. Let's just you know celebrate that. Cue applause. Cue whoops. Woo! Yeah. Woo. Um. Anyways, uh, I did scream when he got pole. I was very excited. Um. I just it's just really nice and exciting to see him have a really competitive car because obviously last year he had two poles, Monaco painful that was not great for him uh he couldn't even start the moment. race yeah he couldn't even start the race i think he would have had a good chance of winning uh and then he had pole in baku and he just kept dropping down the order um so yeah i would love to see him be able to actually have that fight with verstappen tomorrow and you know even with signs um and checo and hamilton so you know we'll, we will see but i would love to see him get a win tomorrow i think it'd be really really great and uh give us a good a good exciting little taster into what 2022 could bring yeah it'll be interesting to see you know because these cars were uh, brought in for overtaking of course mm. but we haven't seen any overtaking yet so we don't really get the first real test of the cars until tomorrow um obviously the race start will be so so important and I don't really want to say this as much as I've just hyped Bottas up. He's not known for race starts. No, he so really isn't. fingers crossed <laughs> he gets on top of them. He, he's taken a seat that was occupied by Giovinazzi-ish. Giovinazzi was very good at race starts. He was. I'm hoping that he brings that, he brings that luck to Bottas. Because, you know, if Bottas drops four or five places at the start, that's the qualifying performance undone. If Russell's ahead of him by turn one, I'll be absolutely gutted. Um, we know what happened last time Russell was trying to overtake Bottas, mind you. They both ended up in the barrier. So well, we hopefully could also that say um, Verstappen and Leclerc had to come together in, uh, I think it was the Sakir Grand Prix, wasn't it? Uh, maybe, I can't remember. I remember the karting one, where it was like nothing, just an incident. Um, okay. But I don't remember That's... the Sakir no. one. No, yes, well they both just kind of, I, th I don't think it was a massive collision, but they kind of just touched each other and then just ended. A bit touchy feely. <laughs> it, it, no, just ended into the wall at turn three, and then they were like, oh, okay. Oh. Um, yeah, so, no, that was the Kugan Prix. I'm saying it with my chest. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting. It's going to be exciting, because I know Carlos is going to try and bring it. Um so yeah i just can't wait for tomorrow 3 p.m lights out let's go lights out and away we go at 3 p.m it is not long to wait at all race starts crucial hopefully there won't be any penalties there's always the odd chance that someone gets a penalty overnight but i really hope there's not because this qualifying grid is so mixed and i want to see them start mm. 
where they've qualified because I think it will leave to a really interesting race because you have to look at the George Russells that are further down the grid, the McLarens that are probably slightly quicker than where they've qualified and think surely they're going to try and fight through the field. Well, and I want to I see that. I don't want someone like Magnussen to get a penalty just so he's, you know, not so he's moved out of the way, but so it works out that he's moved out of the way. I, I, I don't know if there'll be penalties as such, um, but I do think that we will see an appearance on the safety car tomorrow. I first think lap, so. Are you saying first lap crash or are you, you, not, are you thinking just at any point? I definitely just think it will make an appearance. First lap does seem most likely with everyone. This is the first race start that everyone's had the first time the cars have all been that close together um it wouldn't surprise me at all um but yeah i do think there might be more than one appearance who knows yeah it's interesting because it would kind of be strategy wise it's a very abrasive circuit so maybe a two stopper you can push it to a one but it will be tough so towards the end of the race we'll sort of see some cars charging through trying to overtake as many cars as possible on fresh tires with others trying to hold on the posi- hold on to their position and the split strategy is always nice it always provides a good race and we just don't know we just don't know that's the thing i love about the first race we honestly don't know we've got an idea now i'm not saying alpha will be sixth every race and george russell will be ninth every race because that's just not going to happen you know you can't tell till you're a few races in you've seen all the different tracks but no, you can't really tell at all until there's been a race because race pace is very different to qualifying pace and of course, we've got drivers qualifying inside the top 10. No longer will need to start the race on their Q2 tyre. Mm. So that's going to make teams think completely differently about their strategies. You know, everyone qualified on the soft tyres today. Could we be seeing a one-stop, two-stop? It's hard to say. There's quite a big delta as well between the soft, medium and hard in terms of lap time. There's a good couple of seconds in it. Um, in some cases so it'll be really tight and obviously off the line the soft tyre is significantly quicker so if someone like Russell starts on the soft tyre and Magnussen Bottas ahead of him start on the mediums you could see him flying through before turn one you never know you You never never know know. there's so many questions that yet to be answered but we will answer those in our uh, Bahrain Grand Prix review show which will be coming up very soon after the Grand Prix obviously, because we can't do it before the Grand Prix. Anything else to say, Charlotte, before we go and get ready for the Bahrain Grand Prix tomorrow? Um, Yeah, just biggest takeaways today. Big up K-Mag. I'm just rooting for this guy. I'm so happy for him. Eyes on Ferrari tomorrow. Hope Mercedes can do well. Hope McLaren can improve. I would definitely keep your eyes on Red Bull. I think Max is going to be hungry. So, um, yeah. I'm very excited to see what tomorrow brings. So am I, so am I, so am I. We will see everyone for the Bahrain Review Show. Thank you very much for listening. Please give it a five stars on iTunes. Go to at underscore track talk on Twitter where we, we post live updates all throughout the weekend. We were there all through qualifying today, keeping you up to speed with what was happening. And it was very intense and very stressful. But we enjoyed it nonetheless. Thank you very much for listening. See you in a couple of days' time. Goodbye.